I want hey to guys. Join in on the fun with Derek and Romaine. The phone line is open to the bitches. Put us on speed dial, bitches. 844-825-5367. That's 844 talk dnr Starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, We should be on the line next. 1. You're on Derek and Romaine 2.0. Pussy just love. What? He's Derek. Eat my snatch. She's Romaine. Fuck you, lady. This is Derek and Romaine. 2.0, bitches. Hi, I'm not Derek. And I'm... Oh, fuck. And I'm not Romaine. But you are permanently deafened I, by that squealing. The squealing was what in actually the actual fuck? my pig brethren <laughs> squealing. squealing for me. Uh, well, knew. what an auspicious beginning. Welcome to the Derek and Romaine Show. We are live, if you're listening live, at 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, November 4th, 2021 at com. The only place to hear this fucking show. Don't forget to download the new DNR Cast app. I guess it's not new anymore. And if you'd like, you can email me, not Derek and Romaine, me at adam at adamsank.com. By the way, my show, which airs every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern here at DNR Studios, is called The Adam Sank Show, or Ass. Are things just falling apart now? Basically. They're crashing, they're squealing. We're bringing the ass energy to the, D- the DNR I, show. I expected this okay. to go smoothly. So I, don't but I know, guess that was too much. Someone too. left the headphone volume too loud on the box. I don't know why, and well, that's where the screeching came from. Ryan often Say has problems names. with his box. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and true. then too, I just saw a lady chewing paper on the floor. I'm like, why? After oh. vacuum, what are you doing? Stop this! Sorry about she, that. She is the vacuum. Yes, my dog Lady is here. JB is here. Uh, Ryan is just here through just the door from work. Track seventeen, sweating like the pig that he is. Um, and we're here. We're taking over for DNR while they are on the West Coast and I guess about to go on a cruise, which is very fun and exciting. Um, we have decided to put as much work and preparation into the Derek and Romaine show as Derek and Romaine usually do. Oh. <laughs> wow. Which is to say, shade. None. Shade. Uh, Deep shade. We've done no prep. This is not going to be like an episode of The Ass. I'm this excited. is going to be like an episode of Derek and Romaine. I'm excited for this new format for us. Yeah. I Cyborg. think we're going to thrive. We're just going to shoot the I love the how shit. you say the, the dude prep. Actually, Derek comes up with a whole bunch of topics. Romaine comes up with three, try to get the show scheduled. Wow. So technically, one person comes up with ideas. Yes, but I've been on that show many times. Oh, they yes. get to maybe one or two things on the rundown. <laughs> yes. It's pretty extemporaneous, but it's what the bitches love. So The bitches love it, and I am a bitch. Well, speaking of the bitches, uh, we will be taking your calls at 844-TALK-DNR. Um, if you guys don't call, there's really not going to be a show because we don't have much to talk oh, about. Oh, honey, there will be a show. <laughs> not that the viewers or listeners can see, but I will be doing ch- tricks and tricks, stunts, shows, stunts, shenanigans, pulling out your peen for the entire hour, spreading your hairy hole. Oh, that sounds well, all the, the after things. show. That will be the after show. Um, there's also a chat room. Which uh, I never take part in really? unless I call into the show to see what everyone's saying about me. I've but, left my chat room days behind. But... Well, it's very quiet right now, but um, there's a couple people. Robert in San Antonio's there. People keep uh, posting videos and pictures, and okay, it's fun. Anyway, uh, so yeah, call us, and uh, we're going to be talking. I thought we would pick a topic, and so okay. I thought we would talk today about our worst dates. Oh my God, I've got so many. If you've ever had a really terrible date, call in and tell us about it at uh, 844-TALK-DNR. Um, yeah, I thought we would start, though, by talking about our Halloween shenanigans. Oh, boy. Because this is really just selfish on my part. I haven't really talked to Ryan yet. We haven't caught up yep. on what went on Halloween weekend. And Halloween weekend in New York City, may I just say, has become... As big a celebration or bigger than Pride I was weekend. just going to say the same thing. It's basically Pride 2.0. There were like six different circuit parties. Oh, yeah. Massive circuit parties <gasps> that people could go to. Gasp. Uh, yes, our first call is coming in. I guess we'll just take calls as they come, if, if that's cool with you, JB. Uh, sure. Daniel, uh, you're on the ass. I mean, you're on deck room. Daniel, you say what? Okay, so the two things. Number one, the worst date, I... Uh, Went out with the. Uh, I met this guy after meeting him on one of the apps, and Which we app? were in a park. And, uh, I think at that time it was Growler. Growler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Growler. I, I'm wow. into the bear, so. Mm, yes. 
Go on. Anyway, um, so I met him in the park, and then he came down, and I was at my lunch break, and he told me that he was looking for somebody, that he was married, but he was looking for somebody. For and what? For, to have fun with. And I'm like, um, no, I am here <laughs> to possibly find somebody to actually literally date. Why in the world would I want to date, you know, be the other woman and, and the person that's cheating your wife? And, oh, I love my wife. I don't want to ever leave her. Well, if you loved her, you would not be cheating on her and exposing her to all kinds of disease, the possibility of disease. Ooh, well, let me that. ask you so, this, Daniel. Come- when you were chatting with him on growler did it sound to you like it was like did you make clear your intentions or was it do you think maybe he thought that's really what it was was just a hookup i think he thought it was just a hookup i'm sorry that i made the assumption that there was more of a possibility but i I mean when i meet someone on grinder or scruff i don't expect them to like become my boyfriend i expect to get some dick i actually have a when i put my profile out there i'm put i'm one of those people that puts in a pretty lengthy profile oh daniel and no one I reads that tell you, <laughs> i know that no one reads that but out of the hundred people that may look at the profile there may be three that may look read that and those three usually appreciate it so you're so saying he read my profile you're saying if they don't read it then it's on them and fuck them if they yeah. show up expecting more and don't get it exactly i think that's yeah. fair i'm sorry well, so I, what did the bear do? Did he did he crawl off into the woods in search of salmon, or what? What happened after you? No, he he called me an arrogant fuck, <gasps> and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? You called me arrogant when you're the one that's here cheating on your wife, and you're you're you think that you deserve you deserve this? I'm sorry, but. I'm I'm a fucking an arrogant fuck, you know. So I I just left that. But one of the top was he sexy even? No, oh. that's the other thing. He that, wasn't even a yeah, bear. Some, I don't even know what he was doing on Growler. Something tells me if he had been a hot bear, you might have uh, overcome your principles and sucked that dick. <laughs> Whoa. Is that Ryan's headphones squealing again? Oh, no. no, that's it. <laughs> Girl. You, you, made, you made her chuckle. All right, no, topic I, number two. Have, topic number two is... Dime. I want to te digo ahora. Sí, dime I want todo. to understand. Okay, I want to understand why somebody that only dates young people wants to be able to discriminate against older people, but he does not want younger people to discriminate against him. I mean, I have an why? answer. Do you want to take this, Ryan? No. <laughs> I I think there are older guys who are only into younger. There are younger guys who are only into older, and then there's everything in between. When you're but an the, old, when, the irony of it is the irony is in the details. He wants to be able to discriminate against older people, but he does not want anybody to discriminate. Pero mira, against papi, him. That's, it's not. Dime. It's not necessarily discrimination. It's. I mean, we've talked about this on our show when it comes to people being into a particular race or not being into a particular race that's racist but it's also like people are into what they're into and if you're if you're if you're an older guy and you're old yeah exactly you're into bears so in other words you discriminate against twinks i don't okay yes yeah i don't okay okay you're right i'm not gonna go there and and as soon as you said that i'm like okay that that kind of makes sense and it doesn't mean you hate twinks or that you don't appreciate that a twink can be hot. It's just not what you're into. So for me, like I love when I meet young, I mean, now I have a boyfriend, so I'm not looking, but I, for the last few years, cause I've, cause I'm fucking old. I meet a lot of younger guys that Everyone's are specifically younger. looking for older. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> and I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I'm glad that there are 20 somethings that only want 50 somethings. Otherwise I wouldn't have gotten any dick the last 10 years. I'm not saying that I'm not good with it. I'm good with it. I just consider find it ironic and kind of um, uh, uh, a, a little bit hypocritical. I think it's human nature. We like what we like. Well, there are some people who are truly, right? there's some people who are truly uh, pansexual and they're attracted to everything under the sun and God love them. I wish I could be that person. I Listen, Daniel, I can't even go with an uncut dick. That's how fucked up I am. <laughs> Oof. So you obviously are uncut. 
because no, I'm no. cut. If you did, I'm a Jew, honey. I I was cut. Sorry, sorry. That's that, that's what I meant. You yeah. obviously are cut. But but I wish I were into uncut. I am. I have limited myself severely uh, from most of the men in the world. I I've cut them off, yeah. so to speak. You know, I think that we what? all need to expand um, our interest just a little bit more. I have been personally interested in ugly sex. Like, guys that have great bodies and hideous faces. That's like a new I kink. have no idea how you can do that because I'm sorry, but I And my boyfriend I is hot. And we both agree. Like, sometimes <laughs> ugly sex is just. Like, I get it. <laughs> I can get into an ugly. Listen, I'll top you, Ryan. I can. Listen. No, not here. Not now. I'm just kidding. Bottom. I can get into an ugly guy with a shitty body, but a great cock. Yes. Sometimes a cock is all you need. I completely agree. And I can also get blown by just about anything male. Adam and I are very similar in that if we're at a party where dicks are out and we see a dick that we like, we beeline it for the dick. If it if it if it presents itself in a in a beautiful way, yeah, and then we go proceed to, to do that. So, okay, good. To each right. their own. People uh, can do whatever they want. It's just I just find this found that a little bit hypocritical and ironic. But you set me straight. Uh, thank you. I hope you're not actually All straight right. now. No, now, that would be ironic. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? All right, ciao, Poppy. All right, bye. Take quiero mucho. Thank bye. you for calling in, Daniel. So anyway, back to Halloween. Um, there were cra- a crazy number of gigantic parties, Huge all of parties. which seem to be packed. Yes. So I feel like Halloween is the new Pride, and I'm kind of here for it. Because yeah. Pride is supposed to be a demonstration about civil rights. Mm-hmm. not supposed to be about, like, dick and drugs. Sure. Let Halloween be about dick and drugs. It's a silly holiday, at least in this country. It's not a holiday that anyone takes seriously here. So um, I want to hear about Ryan's night at oh a party called Unter. Unter. Tell me about Unter. So Unter is a queer rave underground dance party. And it actually took place around the corner from your me? apartment. I know. All the At way HK up... Hall, right? No. It was this like basically abandoned like corporate building. Mm-hmm. And it was four floors. Oh my God. And it was a fetish themed party. So in some of the um, conference rooms... They had performances. They had like flogging. Yes, all of it. Fisting. Yes. Let me watched... guess. What else? Okay. Pissing. No. Well, I I missed. You know, we were dancing for most of the party. But what I did Nipple get play. What I did witness was I saw a woman get a twelve foot ribbon pulled out of her vagina. Did she pull it out herself? No. There were these dancers. Was it attached to a present? It was. I didn't see what was at the end. But we, like, walked away for a moment. We were, like, staring at it. And we were like, oh, my God. It keeps going. We walked away. We turned around. It still was getting pulled out. Now, it, was were there women at the party? Or was she just, like, an attraction? No, it was hired? all. It was, it was open to all different people. It was queer people. I'm sure there were some straight people there. Women, trans, cis. It was everybody. It wow. was like the full spectrum. And it was very it was a very cool party. It felt like Berlin. Mm. It felt very like like grungy and just underground. It, yeah. Perverted. Raw, visceral. Um we were there from one AM. We waited in line for thirty minutes. We were there from one AM. We left the party at seven fifteen AM. Wow. I have never in my life stayed out that late. The latest I've stayed out is five AM. I think I've stayed out that late, I've never, but not like, in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's been a while for you. Uh, thank you. Ryan, I have several questions. First of all, describe to the listeners what you were wearing to okay. this party. So, the, because the theme was fetish, it was very important that you had to be in a fetish look. It, you couldn't just wear like uh, a harness and a jock strap and call it fetish. So, we went to um, Slick It Up. Do you mm-hmm. know that yeah. brand? Yeah, yeah. You, I know the guy you know who the runs guy. it. He used to live next to me. Yeah. So they are known for um, vegan uh, fetish gear. They make these suits. I don't know what the exact material is, but they're really sexy and they're cool. And I basically got one and and also got this latex um, witch hat 
that was very fashion. It was given very fashion. Darling. You were giving me Elphaba at the prom. I was look going more for like Elphaba at the sex club, <laughs> like Elphaba Berlin, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, I was also wearing these like little platform boots and um, I was living. I felt so sexy. And your boyfriend was dressed he was, the same. He was the same. He didn't really have, like we basically... <laughs> When his par- his parents were actually in town that same weekend, and they asked us what we were doing for Halloween, we said, "Oh, um, we're going to a little dance party." Oh, what are you going to be? Um, we're not going to be anything. That's what we. That's what he told them because he didn't want to tell them we're going to be in like fetish gear. We. Right. I had a, a a witch hat, so I could call myself a witch, but he had no accessories <laughs> to him. By the way, uh, I asked uh, the listeners to call in and to talk about their worst date. And uh, Scott in Tennessee says, it feels like my worst date is November 4th, 2021. Oh. Today. Wow. I thought Scott was a fan of mine, but I guess he's really just Is that a read? She had a bad day. Just a cunt. Is he reading us? Goodbye, Scott. I'm sorry, Scott. Um, all right. So let me ask you this. Besides the acts that were hired yes. to perform, were people actually having sex? What did you see? What did you do? Yes. So um, at the beginning of the night, there was a lot of sex happening like in the shadows. There were a lot of like nooks and crannies where you could see people doing stuff. There was actual um, like uh, back rooms where uh, we went and you know participated in some stuff. But by the end of the night, everything was just happening on the dance floor. I mean, I would say this is the second time I've been to this party. And the thing is, the first time I went to Unter, it didn't feel like people were there to, like, get sexy with each other. It really was, like, just, like, a dance party where people were dancing pretty, like, separately. Right. And kind of just, like, feeling the music, on drugs, just having a good time, like, being connected that way. This definitely felt, like, much more sexually charged. I mean, there was a room with a harness in it. So it felt like they were basically... With a sling, you mean? A sling, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So... Yeah, it was. It, it was... wasn't a sex party, but there was sex happening. Exactly. And how many people do you think were there? Like oh God, a thousand? thousands of people. Uh, that's thousands crazy. of people. Because this... there were thousands of people at my party the same night. I know. And I... there were thousands of people at, at... Horsemeat Disco out in Queen. Like, exactly. how many fucking gays are there? There are so many. I know at my party. So let me. So, so... I, I need to hear about your. Party. Yes. So we my... had a great night. I'm glad. That, that, it was. It was. Uh, it was a great. It. It really did feel like. Wow. A year ago, I could not have imagined being out on the dance floor with thousands of people. I know. Think about where we were a year ago. And really, we shouldn't be doing it now. We, but we like, I just had COVID. I had <sighs> I just had COVID and my third shot, so I'm good. Yeah. But I was looking around, and and at my party, by the way, we had been told over and over again, everyone must show vaccination status. Yes. They didn't. Ask they never us. asked for. They it. never asked, and, and that's such we bullshit. Had, we had to show it, but I I imagine that happened at many parties. Anyway, I need to hear about what went down at the mall. Okay, so I went, Patrick and I went to possibly the strangest uh, gay circuit party I've ever attended. It was called Zombieland. It was promoted and put together by this uh, guy, Jake Resnikow, who does pretty much all of the big parties in New York City these days. He's kind of like the king of, of nightlife. He charges ridiculous prices to get into his parties, and then there's all these upcharges. If you want to go into the dark room, it's more. If you want mm-hmm. to skip the line, it's more. I mean, it's hundreds of dollars. But the parties are usually fun. He does a monthly party called Meet mm-hmm. that I've been to several times. I'm sure you have. Yeah. It's now in Brooklyn. Anyway, this party was in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So you had to go out of the city through the tunnel to basically to the Meadowlands. And it had been advertised as... A, a, a gay Halloween party inside the world's largest indoor amusement park, which sounded like kind of intriguing. What they didn't tell us is that this indoor amusement park was inside a mall, a mega mall, like not as big as the Mall of America, but close. So we get there and we had paid extra for this quote unquote luxury party bus, which turned out to basically be like an accessorized accessoride van. Um, to take us from the Javits Center in Midtown to uh, the stadium, our driver clearly had no idea where to drop us off. And this place is, it's literally 3 million square feet. So he just kind of circled for 20 minutes and then dropped us in the middle of a parking lot. And there wasn't anyone there to be like, oh, it's that way. So we literally just kind of head headed toward what looked like 
the nearest door to the mall. We got inside. Now, some of us are already feeling the effects of drugs that we took on the bus, so keep that in mind. Oh, dear. We get inside this mega mall. It is as brightly lit as an operating room, and we are gay men on Halloween, so everyone is wearing basically nothing. Right. Like, Patrick and I are gay Boy Scouts, so we're wearing uh, a little actual Boy Scout gear that he went and bought, um, like baseball cap. Boy Scout baseball caps, a little um, kerchief around our neck with a one of those little fasteners, and then nothing else until our until our shorts, which were these little tight red booty shorts, mm-hmm. uh, high socks, and boots. That's all we're wearing, and we had more clothes on than a lot of people there. So we're walking through this mall again. We don't know where we're going, and there's nobody in the mall to say like, "Welcome to Zombieland." It's right this way. We we have no idea. We're just following the crowd, and as we're walking aimlessly we're passing thousands of families who are shopping and you might ask yourself why are families shopping like with children at 10 o'clock on a saturday night it's because they're all orthodox jews oh my god and they've just ended shabbat they've just ended their sabbath and they're like out to party at the mall so it's like men in yarmulkes and women in wigs and they're like 15 kids per family and they're looking at us in horror, and we're looking at them in horror, and we're just walking and walking and walking for like what felt I have like an question. hour. Yes. Would you be offended if one of those families called you a bunch of faggots? I mean, <laughs> uh, sure, but it's also what I would expect. Yeah, I, I feel like, see, like if I was a family. Listen, I'm shopping. sure the word fagala and fagalim <laughs> was used many times yeah. while we were. Okay, so finally. We get to what is clearly nearing the event space. There are no signs that say, like, this way to the amusement park. We have no idea. And every time we ask someone at the mall, no one knows. This mall is so big that people who work there don't know where certain things are unless they happen to, you know, have been there. So we finally approach the longest line we've ever seen. So long that we can't even see where it goes. And we get on this line. And we had gotten, we did not get VIP tickets for this. So we couldn't skip the line. And we're standing there and we're inching like a a few inches every like 10 minutes. And then it like picks up a little bit. But it took us like a good half hour to get through the door. When we finally get up to the door, there is massive security. I mean, armed police officers, security guards, airport type tables, They're emptying our backpacks. They're emptying our bags. They're asking us to open up our pockets. They're wanding us. They have a dog. (gasps) Now, thank God I had spotted the security from the get-go, and I was like, hide everything. So we (laughs) – which we didn't really have much we needed to hide. But but like, We had something. So so we get inside finally, and we're like, yay, we're inside. Now we have to wait on the coat check line. And not just coat check, but clothing check, because they had said to us, you know, oh, wear whatever you want, wear your street clothes, wear a coat. There's going to be coat check for you and clothing check. So we get on this other immense line. And the reason that line was so long is because for 3,000 partygoers, they had four people working coat check. Oh, my God. So we finally get up there, and they're like, $20. (gasps) Wow. Per bag. That is outrageous. Even in New York City, that's, that's fucking outrageous. outrageous. So now I'm pissed. So Oh, and when we got through the door, they put a wristband on us. That, mm-hmm. This is important for later. So now we're finally like, we're at the party. Let's enjoy the party. Well, we, we couldn't figure out where the dance floor was. This We're in a massive space, like the size of an airport hangar, and there are rides. There's roller coasters and Ferris wheels and all kinds of shit, and people are on them. We got to ride the rides for free, that's which fun. I guess would be fun. If you're someone who's into rides, I'm really not. You're not. But, you know, people were lining up for the rides. But I'm like, where's the dance floor? I just want to figure this party out. We finally find the dance floor, and it's like the size of this studio. It's a tiny little space that is not enclosed. So the mall lighting is – we can see the mall lighting from where we are dancing. There's just some wood paneling. It it looked like my bar mitzvah dance floor. Oh, my God. And there's a stage (gasps) and a DJ booth. And I'm like, this cannot be the dance floor. There has to be something else. No, that was it. So I'm like furious. And I'm like, all right, let's go get some water. We go up to the bar. There's several bars. We go. We wait on another line. 
this woman is there. I ask, and I re- I'm reading a sign that says, like, after you get your drink, scan your bracelet to pay. Mm-hmm. No credit cards, no cash will be accepted. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, two bottles of water, please. Five dollars each. Very, very reasonable for oh, two yeah, tiny yeah, little. Yeah. She brings, she rings them up. I scan the thing, and it says error message. Oh, and she no. goes, oh yeah, your um your bracelet's not working. You need to get it activated. And I said, where do I do that? And she goes, I don't know. Oh, my God. We have now been, from the time we've gotten to the mall to the time it is now, it's like 90 minutes. And all we've done is basically, like, nothing. So I grab Patrick. I go, okay, you go to this other bartender and try your bracelet with her. We go to this other bartender, and we order two waters, and she literally hands them to us and kind of motions for us to walk away. And we did. So those were free. So that was the first good thing that happened. And we're just kind of wandering around looking for something that's fun. And Patrick kind of wanted to go on the rides, but I was like, I don't want to go. You can go if you want. He's like, no, no. And then little by little, it started to get crowded. And the dance floor started to fill up. And we realized after talking to the guys on the dance floor that we were the only two people from New York City. Everybody else was, like, from Boston or Chicago or Seattle or L.A. Like, people had flown in. Because no New Yorkers other than me would be stupid enough to buy tickets to this fucking mall party in East Rutherford. But, like, there were a lot of hot guys there from other cities. And as the night wore on, it got very friendly on the dance floor. Mm. A lot of dicks came out. There was no sex area, per se, which uh, I think there should have been. Sure. I mean, we expect this for Jake Resnickow parties. Yes. But it was fun. Oh, I forgot to tell you about um, Evie Oddly and Aquaria. Oh, yes. So, by the way, we're still taking your calls <laughs> at 844-TALK-DNR. So, one of the things we had been promised are these, like, star-studded performances by some of RuPaul's biggest queens, including Evie Oddly and Aquaria. And I was excited. I like both yeah. those queens. And I know, Ryan, you're a fan. Yeah, great queens. <clears throat> And so shortly after we got there, the DJ was like, welcome to the stage, Evie Oddly. And she came on and, you know, she did one number. She was fine. She didn't do anything spectacular. She didn't do any tricks. But, like, it's cool to see Evie Oddly. She didn't She's do any tricks. Not really. Not, none of, like, her signature <clears throat> moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't either for this shitty little party, right. you know. So then the DJ's like, and now give it up for Aquaria. And Aquaria comes out. Wearing a dog mask. I sent you the picture. Like a rubber dog mask That's, and a red dress. It was a flamingo. She was, um, what's the John Waters film? Oh, uh, Divine? She was Divine from Pink Flamingos? Yes, but like she was doing a, a flamingo illusion. But why a dog mask? I, I didn't see a dog mask. That's why I was confused when you said that. I sent that. you the picture. And it's it's a flamingo. Well, whatever it was, there was a rubber mask completely covering her face, which means it could have been fucking anyone. It could have been you up there calling yourself Aquaria. So, and it's a lip sync with a mask on. Oh, oh, it is a flamingo. That is not a dog mask. Oh my God, the drugs got you real good. You know what, honey? That's not the same mask. It's the same dress, but she was definitely wearing a dog mask because they played How Much Is That Doggy in the Window. Oh, maybe she did like... Maybe she switched the mask. But I still don't think it was fucking Aquaria. I think it was an Aquaria like stand-in. Because what happened was she got out there, they started playing a video behind her, and she started screaming into the microphone. She was like, fuck, stop it. Stop the video. Stop the fucking video. I don't want the fucking video to play yet. She's screaming at like the tech person in front of an audience. And we're all just like, what? And she's like, I can't read my fucking set list. In retrospect, I don't know why she needed a set list to do one number. What's on your set list? The name of the song you're doing? Maybe she was doing like a a mix. Yes, it was a mix. It was a, you know, there was, there was some lines from Pink Flamingos in there Mm -hmm. and, you know, but whatever. It was so unprofessional and such a downer. Yeah. When you're like at a party trying to have Have fun fun. and someone starts, fuck her. Well, she should never be booked again. Not to interrupt, but when we were at Christina Aguilera at Ladyland Fest back in September. Yes. And I was tripping on mushrooms. At one point during the night, we heard from the stage Aquaria being like, you fucking faggots, you think you can come into my space and you can just throw things at me? Apparently someone threw a plastic bottle at her head and she just like stopped the show and let out. 
And in in that sense, yeah, it was justified. I, I get it. Like no one should be assaulted, and you have a right to like freak out if you get assaulted or or have something thrown at you. But this she was could, completely. She could have just been like, yeah, hey guys, stop the video, please. Like not ready, and made a joke out of it, and like apologized to us. She just like had a tantrum. Yeah, did one song where we couldn't see her lips move, which I don't even know how. How are you? That that's like fucking Valentina. I know leaving her mask on. You cannot do that, especially when like. You're the reason some people are there. Right. So that ended, and we were like, good. And then the party went on, and we ended up having a fucking great time, much to my amazement. That's But I still left feeling like we got ripped off Yeah. in so many ways. So I did what I always do and want to do. (laughs) I went on my Facebook page, and I wrote a very – not the Adam Sanctuary Facebook page, but my personal one. And I wrote a very long review of Mm. the party in which I tagged Jake Resnick out. And part of me thought, I might get banned from all his future parties. Like, it was pretty bitchy, and it was detailed. Yeah. And I'm a good writer. But I was like, fuck it. I want people to know what an abomination this is. The fact that nobody was there to greet us when we got dropped in a parking lot. Yeah. The fact that nobody was in the mall to show us where to go. The fact that there was no nothing built in terms of the dance floor. There were no walls. They could have hung a black curtain. There were no decorations. It's called Zombie Land. Where were the zombies? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was just so done on the cheap. It was like such a money grab. And then the bracelets didn't work and the line. So anyway, I wrote it all up. And much to my surprise, about two hours later, I got a DM from Jake Resnickow <laughs> saying, I read your review. Thank you so much. This kind of feedback really helps us. Um, are you free for me to give you a call? I was like, absolutely. I've never met him before. Mm. Uh, I call. He called me. I gave. I gave him my number. He called me. He was lovely. He couldn't have been nicer. He was very apologetic. He sounded like he might have taken a, a stimulant before the call. <laughs> he was talking very fast, but he went through every single thing that I mentioned and explained to me how it was not supposed to be that way. Right. So, for example. There were some um, characters in like wandering around the party. Like there was this one zombie-looking guy holding a tray of like human body parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there were zombies there. There were a couple, but he's like those people were not supposed to be at the party. They were supposed to be in the mall along the route, guiding you guys. Oh. There was supposed to be someone saying, "Well, welcome, come this way." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And according to Jake, like three hours before the event started, the CEO of the mall called him and was like, your party is restricted to that area. None of your people can be anywhere else. So there was like things like that. The security, he's like, that was not our security. That was New Jersey police. They insisted on it because they wanted to work overtime and make money. Like he had an answer for everything. He said the bus drivers were given a detailed map of where and to a DVD off. of like instructions not that they were supposed to play like everything was supposed to and nothing and he's like it was just one one fuck up after another and he's like i'd like to offer you free vip tickets to my next to any of my next uh my upcoming events and he gave me a list of them he's like however many friends you know even if it's like eight people and i'm like great i'll take it so we're going yes 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 we are and i told patrick i said i am really good at one thing and that is complaining Complain. And Since I've been a child, I've gotten free shit. Yes, by complaining. You're you are skilled at this. I'm a professional kvetch. So not only did we wind up playing with a lot of dick from a lot of hot guys, mostly from Boston. Hi, Boston. Hi, Boston. I'll Boston show you a picture of this one guy, Jacob, from Boston. Oh. What a penis, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob and Dick. dick. <laughs> None of the listeners know. What no, that's it's from. just for us. Um, but yeah, so it was a good Halloween. That's fantastic. I mean, I feel like you in some ways should have known better than to leave the city Mm. for Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I also think that sometimes getting out of the city, like it, it, it was kind of chaotic, uh, in the city that night. And so it does, it is nice to get like a little bit of a break, but I, um, the thing that was like really wild for me was I haven't pulled an all nighter in years. And like we took a cab back from Manhattan at like seven thirty in the morning as the sun back was to rising. Brooklyn. 
we're still coming down from the drugs and we listened to Ray of Light by Madonna, oh. which is my go-to uh, album of the moment. And oh. it was lovely. Yeah, so we um, we had to leave at 3.15. That's when our... Oh, really? Because you had to reserve a particular shuttle. Oh. And my feeling was by 3.15, we will definitely be done. And yeah. ironically, we kind of wanted to stay. Wow. But we were afraid if we did, they'd be like, no, you missed your bus. So yeah. then, so we made our way. We had to walk back through the mall, which really was like, I can't explain to you how long this walk was. Oh, my God. And then outside to wait for the bus. And the bus was there, but it took off at like 3.30. So we just sat on the what bus making new home? friends. Around 4. Okay. It was straight through the tunnel to the Javits Center. We walked home from the Javits. Nice. Um, but it was an adventure. Yes. And uh, I'm not sorry I went. And I'm really not sorry I complained about it. Ding, ding, ding. Because I got free shit. Yes, mama. Um, call us at 844-TALK-DNR to tell us about your Halloween activities and or the worst date you ever had. Ryan, I think I may know this already, but describe oh, the God. worst date of your life. Well, there are a couple that are coming to mind. Actually, one included um, a former guest of the ass. Uh, oh. It was actually the first time I ever saw this person, um, Marty Gould Cummings. Oh. I was on a date with a dancer the first year I was in the city and was he a dancer or was he more of a mover? Well, I think he was a dancer, but he was uh, moving me to want to leave the date <laughs> because Shade. his personality, it was just like, I'm trying to think, you know, those people that are everything that you say, they have to say the opposite thing. Yes. Yes. It's, yes, um, yes, 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 uh, Contrarian? Yes. He was a contrarian. And, um... Not a good look on a date. No. And when you take your date to a drag show, it's basically, like, them saying, we're done here. They're basically like... But you we... love drag shows. Well, not, not at the time. I mean, at the time, I was kind of like, I was looking to date, not go to... Right, you wanted to have a conversation. Yeah. And so, um, like, I I wanted to leave him, but at the time, like, I was so young and desperate that I was like, well, let me just stick around, because then we can at least go home and have sex, and, you know, there could be some sort of... Been there, honey. ...something to come out of this, yeah. but he just took me to the drag show, and, like, the thing is, Marty's great, but I was alone at a drag show, basically, like, dumped by a terrible person that Stranded I didn't... Stranded at the drag show. Yeah, Exactly. I don't know if that's my Branded worst day like ever, but I remember feeling pretty shitty. So, I'm sorry, he left in the middle of it? I left him okay. because he brought me to the show. The show started, and he just like turned away from me to watch Marty, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go now. And oh, so, so I, you left the I drag left. show. Yeah. Because um, I realized that like I would have to sit through an entire drag show before there's any chance of possibly. I think you made the right decision. You already do. were not feeling him. Yeah. JB, what's the worst date you ever had? I would have to be on a date to have Oh, a date. come on. You have been on a date. You had boyfriends. <sighs> okay. <sighs> I had three boyfriends in my life. Two of them only dated in a month. We only lasted for a month. And the one boyfriend I had lasted for a year, our dates always ended up with him getting to argument with someone because he had a shitty attitude, even though he had a shitty attitude. So, no, I haven't been on much dates. How did you meet that one that you were with for a year? <sighs> Through Grinder. So your first date was sex. <laughs> yes, but we didn't have any sex. We just smoked a blunt and made out. That's kind that. of fun, actually. Yeah, it is super fun. Like, the way it started out was really <laughs> cute. And then I, I didn't see any of the red flags, and then red flags came apart. I think you were digmatized. I... I we didn't even have sex yet. Like, we didn't... We, but I you was, knew it was there. I didn't know the dick was big, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've had terrible dates. I mean, really terrible. Yes. A lot of them. But the one that stands out the most, I was at... I met this guy at Charles Bush's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Charles Bush's party. It was uh, the party of Roger Gindy who is a Broadway mm. producer who has a really fun Hanukkah party every year at his apartment. The most food ever. Like, you've oh, never seen so I've much been. food. You've been with me. Yeah. It's just delicious so good. Jewish food, potato latkes, and All tons of, of sweets. And it's a fun party. I always talk to Charles Bush there. That's why I thought it was his party. Anyway, 
one year, there's never anyone – like I'm usually the youngest person there. Let's put it that way, and yeah. I'm 50. Um, so there's never anyone really there for me to flirt with. But one year, there was kind of a cute younger guy. And we had a nice conversation, and he had just moved to the city. He actually knew someone at the party that I knew. We were mutual friends. So we took each other's information, and we made a date to have dinner later that week. An actual date, not a hookup, which is unusual for me, but not unheard of. So there, were, there had been no sex. I met him at Mamma Mia, which is my favorite Italian restaurant. Oh, not the, not the musical, okay. no. Uh, my favorite Italian restaurant in uh, Hell's Kitchen. Um, I should tell you, he had just moved here from Los Angeles. Okay. And was involved in the film business. That That's all I knew. Was this recent? This was about three years ago. I think I knew you already. Okay, so happened. I'm just wondering. All right, keep going. So we sit down at the table. And I order a glass of wine, and he orders a Coke. And I said, oh, I noticed at the party you weren't drinking. Um, are you sober? And he goes, well. And for the next 90 minutes, he talked. I remember this now. 90 minutes, nonstop. Wait, wait. That question you asked is a simple yes or no question. How, how did you get into oh, a 90-minute no. The story that he told me included i mean it, it was so fucking crazy i'm just going to mention some of the things that were part of his story and i don't think i'm violating his sure, you know sure. privacy because i haven't even given you a first name fuck that shit uh, he it involved uh rape uh. dental surgery uh. weight loss Oy. his ex-boyfriend um johnny depp uh what um movies, film shoots. It was a saga. He told me more on a first date than I would tell my therapist at a first session. Wow. <gasps> and his story was bullshit. Like his story, half the things he said, I was like, that didn't happen. Like I'm thinking, and I'm silent for all 90 minutes. I literally, like we, we did pause to order and the food came, and I just like looked at my plate and ate while he talked for the rest of the date. Like I don't even think he ate his food. Um, I, like half of it was name dropping, because like I'm friends with Johnny Depp, and my ex knew Johnny Depp, but oh, did, did, and it was just like it was so much information that I didn't need. I kept thinking of Oprah. Oprah has had this famous episode on etiquette, where um, she had an etiquette expert on, and. Uh, they were talking about what you say when somebody won't stop talking. Mm -hmm. And Oprah said, what I like to say is, you're telling me more than I need to know. Oh. <laughs> and that's what I kept thinking oh my God. the whole time is you are telling me more than I need to know. I asked you one question about your fucking drink. One simple question that should have been a yes or a no. Right. Into well, a short little five minute story. I can understand it not being, I mean, asking someone if they're sober, that, it, that can be a complicated answer. But it's a first but you can, date. But you can say like, um, yeah, actually, I am. Um, I've been in the program for five sure, years. Sure, I understand. But it, it, it's not. And then so... we could have had a conversation. It yeah. could have been a two-sided conversation. Him speaking for an hour. And it now. was a monologue. There was dental surgery. There was a there was a, a physical assault aside from the rape. Yeah, there was and the Johnny Depp of it all. The, it just the, and the movies and the this and the <laughs> too damn. Much. It was so L.A. I apologize to anyone listening from L.A., but this is the quintessential L.A. person to me. He it's put just, on a whole one man show for you. The one man show that I didn't buy a ticket for, <laughs> and that I didn't want to see. And so, literally, as the check was coming, like as the check was dropped, he stopped talking and he goes. So tell me about you. No. And I oh. said, I'd love to, but we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 was great. that was good. And I never saw him again. And do you know that we were Facebook friends for a while? And the la I, I eventually unfriended him because I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. But not too long ago, I looked him up just to see what he was up to. And he was engaged. Oh, my God. So some man is marrying that. The that fuck is, is wrong hilarious. with me? That's a bad date. Very Needless bad. to say, I did not have sex with him. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's interesting, and I was thinking about this when we were talking to um, Daniel earlier, it's like Scruff and, and all of the apps are obviously meant to be hookup apps. However you use them, it's up to you. 
but for me as someone that like values sex and chemistry and like that's usually an icebreaker for me like i am grateful that i'm able, able to filter out people that i'm just like not attracted to because sometimes if you're if you're using like a tinder or a hinge if you're doing online dating in that kind of way right someone could be a lovely writer they could write a lovely profile they could have five perfectly curated pictures with a great instagram and you may ha have mutual friends right but when you get to the date and a lot of the times you know within the first like 10 minutes if you're into that person or not Yes. And it is so painful when you realize that you're not into that person. And now you're stuck. Stuck. At a and dinner. You have to, like, pretty much make an escape. I, I've Have you ever ditched a date? Like, have you ever just, like... I haven't, but in retrospect, I wish that I had stopped him in the middle and just said... And said, you know, you're telling me way, too, way more than I need to know. know. Uh, we let, Let's just wrap this up. But, I mean, I was also eating. Right. I'm not going to, like, not eat the food and not pay for it. Uh, but like you, I have been in situations where I'm like, I want to leave, but I'm just not, I'm just going to stick it out. And, and I wish I had, I, you know, yeah. there's, there's no reason to stay. Well, I, I, I think that, um, although if they're a nice guy and they haven't done anything wrong, you're just not into them. It's rude to be like, I'm leaving. Like at least finish, actually, finish the date. Actually, I'll tell you what the worst date that I've been on and you were there. Oh, oh. When with I was, the flat-ass weed yes. dealer? When we had dinner. Ryan, who is, like, obsessed with asses, dated a guy with the flattest the pancake flattest ass I've ass. ever seen. But Because um, he had good weed. He had good weed, and, like, we had oh, good wait. sex. See, and this is what I was talking about, too. Like, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes you meet someone, and you just have physical chemistry with them, and the and sex the is amazing. Good. It doesn't matter, oh, you know, they don't have the, the cut dick, they don't have the this, they don't have that. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, right. But I had been kind of dating him in a haze. He also had AC. This was July, August. This was summer. Oh, girl. I didn't have AC you in my was room. In was I was in a situation. <laughs> I was in a situation. I was in a situation. That's such a New York story. Good he, sex, he had AC. Good weed, good AC. That's all you need. I see you said good but weed. Anyway, I was already hands down but into anyway, it. But anyway. JB's like, you had me at good weed. Yeah, girl. Might I add I that because he also thought he was a comedian, and that was part of what I was <laughs> trying to connect him to Adam with. He wrote the most detailed weed descriptions I've ever read in my life. They were like paragraphs. You know when you buy weed and it like talks about this is an artisanal blend. He would try to write jokes. A hint of sand. <clears throat> anyway, he was a scientist who was also a comedian. He's a, a freak. But I also wanted to a weed dealer too. Girl. And a weed dealer. <laughs> You'd be a lot of interesting people. So he meets Adam at this dinner and Well, because just... Ryan was all excited for us to meet. Yeah. Because you know, Ryan and I were like joined at the hip in those days we were like super besties and ryan was like i want you to meet this guy i'm dating and yeah. i was like great because he hadn't really met any of my friends at that point like we'd been kind of dating in this haze and so we go to dinner the three of us at hummus kitchen at hummus kitchen fabulous restaurant hell's kitty and he just was so cold to you like he just like had no questions for you had nothing to say to you it was so awkward. Like, it well, was like just... you told him that I was a stand-up comedian, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I do stand-up comedy too." Yeah, which he, you know, he didn't really. And like, how about saying like, "Oh, really? Like, where have you performed, or have yeah. you been on TV, or you know?" He had no interest. He was just like, "Yeah, I, I do too." Yeah, it was just like it was just bad. It was just bad all around. And so, at there was that nothing point, appealing about there was him. The... And and it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is what's actually going on. Sometimes you need a friend to kind of like hold the mirror to what you're doing just to be like, oh, this is what's actually happening. So we didn't go home together that night. We hung out one more time. And I remember we kind of like got into it. He It was some argument about where we were going to eat. It was stupid. We were going to make plans to see each other. We had been dating for like a month, maybe a month and a half. We never talked. We never called. We never texted. We both ghosted each other. It was. I think when you both saw each other through my eyes, <laughs> you both lost interest. Exactly. We needed you to. I was like the relationship killer, <laughs> basically. But it, it needed to be killed. Like this is doomed. But that. But isn't that interesting though? That like, we had this 
thing. It wasn't a, a relation. We, we were dating. You were always high. We were always high. You were always in his bedroom. It was a very specific thing. Sometimes someone is delightful in one right. situation, but not in any but other situation. But the way situation. that it ended being so mutual and so just like no one got hurt. It wasn't awkward. We didn't have to have a – like we just – Mutually decided. Well, that's this the is best over. kind of breakup. Yes. That's like the Seinfeld episode where he and Janine Garofalo break up, and they neither of them wants to do it, but they like they want to break up, but they don't want to be the one to do yeah. it. And then finally, they're in the coffee shop, and they both go, "I hate you" in unison, and then they're like, "Oh, thank God, yes. goodbye." See, and they're so happy. I know you asked for worst date, but I'm basically giving you my best breakup. Best breakup. Um, I just remembered that one of the listeners, Billy. I don't know if it's Billy from Philly, but Billy. Uh, emailed me because he mm. knew I was going to be talking about this, and um, he said this: I went to college in Gettysburg, and almost nobody was local to where to there then. When I was looking for dates, at least nobody who was interested. When I was nineteen or twenty, there was a guy about an hour or so away who asked me out to a gay bar that had an underage area. That sounds like a bad idea. Oof. So I drove, I drove out and picked him up, and drove however much longer to the bar. We flirted a bit, and then about an hour after we arrived, he said he got a text from a friend who was down in the, quote, older area and went down to say hi to his friend. I did not see him again after that. I waited until the bar closed at 3 a.m., and then a bit longer while people trickled out. I tried calling him multiple times throughout the night and the following days and only got through a few days later when his roommate picked up. The roommate told me that the guy didn't want to talk to me, and that the guy had been beaten outside of the bar when he and his friend were walking around the alley. I still don't know if I believe him. I think the guy probably just wanted out. Hmm. And what that story – thank you, Billy, for sending that in. What that story reminded me of is – have you ever heard Walt's crazy grinder story? I know he has had a couple great this stories. This is okay. the ultimate I think I've heard this, but crazy grinder probably. story. And we're probably going to end the show with this because we've got just about seven minutes left. Um, so my friend Walt lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. I talk about him on the show a lot. And he's on Grinder, and he starts chatting with this guy who's like, I'm coming to Little Rock tomorrow. And they trade picks, and they talk for quite a while, and they make concrete plans to meet up. And then he never hears from the guy again. And he's, like, messaging him, like, where are you? Are you still coming? What happened? Da, 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 da. And he had given the guy his phone number. Um the next day, he gets a phone call from an unknown number from a guy claiming to be the grinder guy's brother, informing Walt that the guy had been in a car accident and died. And he's like, we went through his phone, and we saw that he had, was going to meet up with you, and we just wanted you to know, and, you know, we're all devastated. And Walt was like, holy fucking shit. He's like, where was the accident? And the guy said it was right outside of Little Rock. Well, Little Rock's a fairly small city. Yeah. And Walt just so happens to be not only a nurse, but the head of an organ transplant center, like the biggest organ transplant center in Little Rock. So if there had been a deadly accident on the highway, he would have heard about it. But just to be sure, he checked. He's got like – he's able to look up like deadly car accidents yeah. because he needs to do that for yeah. his job. And there was no such accident. Nobody oh, died on the highway God. that day. So he starts messaging the guy and he's like, yo, who is this brother that called me telling me you're dead? I think you're completely full of shit. And the guy blocked him. <gasps> oh my God. Wow. Who That's would go through the psychotic. trouble of, of calling, pretending to be, your brother and faking your death to get out of a grinder date. It's not that deep. Just go, hey man, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Or I changed my mind. Wow. That is Is that fucking insane? That's insane. And like someone's brother would go into their phone and look up grinder and feel obligated to call some anonymous trick. Yeah. And be like, just so you met. know. Just be like, just so you know. It's fucking crazy. All right, anyone want to call in the last few minutes of the show? I, I feel kind of sad that we only got one phone call. Yeah, it's okay. As good as it was. Gail, are you listening? <laughs> are you listening? Hello. 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 Uh, 844-TALK-DNR. Uh, JB, closing thoughts. What's happening tomorrow on the Derek and Romaine takeover? Oh, Who's tomorrow gonna be we're going to have the, relation, the, the relationship guys. 
got their names. Hold on. Oh my God, how unprofessional. <sighs> Listen, it's a, a lot's been happening this week, okay? And Derek and Ramin just left yesterday. And everything's gone to shit already. <laughs> it shit now. And I'm the one in charge, and I don't feel. <sighs> You're I feel like I'm putting out main So, relationship is tomorrow. Yes, relationship is tomorrow. I'll be with them. We'll be here from 5 to 6. And they'll be talking about their lives and stuff. Actually, they did just send me their commercial. I haven't listened to it yet because I have not put it together. All right. And then Saturday, guess what happens at 11 a.m. Eastern? A brand new ass. It's a brand brand new ass. Oh, my God. Um, And here's what's exciting. We've already recorded this show, but it's going to be brand new to the listeners. Ryan was off. Right. So my co-host was my boyfriend, Patrick. I love that for you guys. I know. He was guest co-host, so you'll get to hear him. And our guest was a very sweet, funny, straight guy comedian named Brett Druck. Mm-hmm. And when we asked him during Ask Me No Questions what um, if his penis were a vegetable, which vegetable it would be, first he said a squash, and then he said an eggplant. Oh, damn. So I'm thinking... That's some big dick energy right there. And he's cute, too. Adam. Yes. Before we go, I have to tell you, this is the most important thing that happened. Tell me. So during one of the DJ sets, um, I'm listening to the music, and all of a sudden I hear... um, I'm dating a guy. I'm dating a guy. I'm I'm dating a guy with the nastiest spunk. I'm dating a oh guy. Oh my god! They I'm turned dating a guy. Samantha's I'm dating a guy with the nastiest spunk. They turned Samantha's line from Sex in the City yeah, into a remix. Yeah, it wasn't the one we have on here. It should have been, but this. it should have been. There's something happening with men in the ass. There's something happening. Some, something. Yeah, that would be good. Something happening with the men. Were in there the other ass. lines or just that one? Just repeated? that one. It was so great. I was like, oh. By the way, I just read a spoiler about the new Sex in the City series, <gasps> which is called um, "And Just Like That." And just like that, Samantha is not dead. There was great speculation that they were going to explain her absence by saying the character had died, and there there was scenes from a funeral that were definitely shot. Right. But um, according to some confidential report, um, they're actually going to – the story is going to be that Samantha and Carrie are no longer speaking to each other because Carrie fired Samantha as her publicist. But Carrie wants her to, her friendship back and is keeping the door open to her. So it's very much life imitates art. And the producers say they have left the door open to Kim yes. Cattrall and would love for her to come back anytime. So if they do a season two – because season one's already finished shooting. Yeah. Maybe we'll see Samantha. I really hope so. I hope so, too. I really hope she comes back. Um, I guess nobody else is going to call. Thank you all, Thank you listeners, all so for being much. so warm and welcoming yeah. to us. I do love you. Listen to the see Adam the Sank series. Show. Um, I have asked merch, Adam Sank Show merchandise, including uh, something that says, This is fuckery. In yes. honor of JB, you can buy the t-shirt, the tank top, the hoodie. Because this mask, is all fuckery. Pillow. It really is mug. all fuckery. Lots of stuff. All that's at adamsank.com. Uh, download the DNR Cast app if you haven't already. It's the best way to listen. And follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank. I'm, uh, I'm on TikTok, but only fairly recently, at Adam Sank Official. You can email me your dick pics, your whole pics, any other kind of pics, at adam at adamsank.com. Ryan, how can they follow you? You can follow me at Ryan Frosting, that's frosting like on a cake, on Instagram and Twitter. And JB. You can follow me only on Instagram at StockingAnarchy12. Thank you very much. I'm so used to hearing that. And that's stocking like uh, stocking a shelf, not silk stocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's our theme music? Where's our goodbye Well, Derek Ramey intro plays at like 5930. Oh. Yeah. They have a different intro. Outro. Well, sing us out, Ryan. Give us a little song. This has been the Derek and Romaine ass takeover. Oh, yeah. We're gonna rap and I have half a donut. I'm gonna eat it on my way out. You pig. (laughs) And that's all I got for you. We got nothing else to tell you, so go fuck yourself. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Can't get enough of the show? Follow them on Twitter at DNR Show or like them on Facebook. And don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to DNR 2.0 at DerekandRomaine.com.